your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Friday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast for July 16th. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Next week will be uh, the last week under the Spotify Green Room deal. I think until next season, I'm definitely going to be doing something. Um, hopefully, I'll actually try to do something, I think, on Monday. So hopefully in the evening, download that and join me that day to get in on the action. So finally have a lot to talk about for the Pittsburgh Penguins today as the expansion draft is getting ever so closer. Um, the list will be due tomorrow and it will be released to the public on Sunday uh, Sunday morning, I believe at 10 a.m., everyone will know each team um, their protected list. So um, a lot has been coming out today in regards to the Penguins. Rob Rossi has had um, two reports today. The first one um, I definitely think made me more angry um, than the second one. Um, but we're going to start with the first one because I, I understand a lot of people have been talking about it, myself included. So this was the potential protected list based on what Rob Rossi has heard again. Good reporter has come on my show numerous times and has put out some really good info on the show. But this is what Rossi says for the forwards. Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Jake Gensel, Brian Russ, Kasperi Kapanen, Teddy Bluger, Brandon Tanev. For the defense, Chris Letang, Brian Dumoulin, Mark Friedman, and the goalie, Casey DeSmith. This was this morning. I'm going to get to the updated version um, coming up soon. Just, I'm just going to have my thoughts on this. You know, most of this list, if this this one is more accurate than the second one, is pretty decent. But again, you are galaxy braining this if you are protecting Brandon Tanev over Jared McCann. And don't get me wrong, everyone. I, I've said it on the podcast numerous times this week. In case you have not heard me, this is my, these are my thoughts. Again, I love Tanev. You know, great long hair, physical, has the intangibles that a lot of people love, but when you look at the two contracts and you just look at them as players overall, Jared McCann is more valuable to this team than Brandon Tanev is, and I don't know how you could argue otherwise. It's just as simple as that. What you get in Jared McCann, a potential 20-goal scorer for $2.9 million, is also really freaking good defensively versus Brandon Tanev, who can give you some offense, is good defensively, especially on the penalty kill, but he's also signed for three to four more years at $3.5 million per. I mean, I think um, Jason of Penguins Twitter, um, who I was DMing with this morning, you know, he broke it down best, I thought, you know, with a, with a tweet thread. You know, he sounds like it's coming down to um, McCann versus Tanev. How you view that choice is a real litmus test. Do you value the physicality and the intangibles, or do you value skill and lineup versatility? And if you look at Jay Fresh's stuff with Jared McCann, 81% with wins above replacement for McCann compared to Tanev, 65%. For even strength offense, McCann is at 55%, 22 for Tanev. Even strength defense, and this is where Tanev thrives, McCann is higher than him at 92%. He also has a higher finishing rate ability, higher primary assist per 60 minutes, higher goals per 60 minutes. Um, you know, maybe Tanev draws a little bit more penalties, but, you know, with the big things here with wins above replacement and better defensively and even strength and finishes better and is a better playmaker, it's just, it's not even close to me, um, in my opinion. So, um, again, you are galaxy braining it if you are protecting Tanev over McCann. I had some weirdo in the 
the, my mentions on the Locked On Penguins Twitter account. You know, when I talked about um, Galaxy Brandon, someone asked me like, "Well, did the Corsi tell you that?" It's like, okay, Mr. Mark Madden burner account, which I know he is, and I hope he listens to this podcast because uh, I'm just going to go call. I'm just going to go out of my way and call you a flat out moron right now. No, of course he did not tell me that, even though it's a very good tool to help me analyze the two players. Um, I can just watch the two play, even without looking at the underlying numbers, and I can see who is more valuable to this team, and I hope you all can too. It's just, again, you know, it would be really foolish to protect Brandon Tanev. And I mean, I mean everyone, Seattle is not going to take Tanev. They're, they're, they're just not. I, I would literally eat a hat if they actually went out and uh, took Tanev over so many other options like Jason Zucker, Jeff Carter, it sounds like, could be exposed. Zach Aston Reese, who is a better defensive player than Brandon Tanev. They very well could lose him in the expansion draft. I would take him 100 times out of 100 um, compared to Brandon Tanev. And, you know, Rossi also offered this up um, right afterwards before I get to the next stuff. Let me just find this tweet real quick. Um, he did say, my sense from talking to sources is the Kraken likely would not select the following Penguins if unprotected. For the forwards, it would be Zucker and Carter. Defense, Matheson, Pedersen, CeCe, Goalie, Jari. Um, he also said that uh, Hextall remains opposed to enticing the Kraken to take a player by trading an asset. Um, I was listening to the 31 Thoughts podcast from Elliot Freeman and Jeff Merrick, and apparently the cost uh, to get Seattle to not take a player on your team is a first and a third round pick. So... Yeah, good luck with that, everyone. Any, every, any GM that's like making a trade with Seattle to not take a player, good luck with that because it sounds like right now you'd have to give up two prime picks to do that. Um, I, I can't really see many GMs doing that, but you really never know um, in this league. And then Rossi did put out another tweet uh, tonight. This was an updated potential protection list after talking to more sources on Friday. Most of the list is the same. Um, Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, Rust, Bluger with Kapanen, but subbing out Brandon Tanev for Jeff Carter. And then for the goalie, Casey DeSmith, and then for the defense, Latang, Dumoulin, and Cody Cece. People are going to think that it's weird that they are protecting Cody Cece, but Taylor Haas of DK Pittsburgh Sports wrote a great article um, talking about when Vegas did their expansion draft. Um, she says nearly a third of all of the Vegas' selections were pending UFAs. Why, do you ask? Well, because they were thinking of trading them at the deadline so that they can just you know, get assets back because they thought they were going to be bad. I can see Seattle doing that, especially with Cody Cece. I think Hextall is going to try to sign him to an extension before he goes to open market. I don't think he's going to be successful in that. I've touched on that a lot in the last few weeks, but it makes sense to protect him. You know, and not one of Marcus Pedersen or Mike Matheson because, well, you know, they're probably going to look to trade them during the offseason. And then, you know, for Mark Friedman, I mean, you're just protecting him, I think, for shits and giggles at that point. I mean, that's just my opinion, at least. Um, but for the goalie, DeSmith, again, I, I touched on this earlier on my Twitter as well, everyone. This should show you what their plans are or part of what their plans are for the offseason. Protecting Casey DeSmith who has been a career backup his entire NHL career over your starting goaltender in Tristan Jari, who was not good uh, in the playoffs last year. That should tell you all you need to know about what they want to do with their goaltending situation going into this season. They will 100% be going after someone in free agency or via a trade. But, you know, the biggest one, obviously, that has changed um, is... Jeff Carter. So they want to protect all four centers. I understand that in a way 
because Evgeny Malkin is maybe not going to be available for the start of the season. There's really not been a lot of clarity on that situation. Ever since he had that surgery, they said he would be out for most of training camp. They didn't really give a definitive timeline as to when he's going to be back, um, but it sounds like that he may miss a little bit of the season that has not has not that has not officially been confirmed yet. I'm so sorry for just stumbling over my words there. And then Rob offered up this tweet. You know, he did say I the Penguins are doing very well to keep things quiet. I don't have a great feel for how many sources really know what Ron Hextall is thinking. I'm expecting most do not, but I'm just passing along what intel that sounds familiar as a service to readers, and I want to be transparent. So there's the big kicker right there. Hextall has done a really good job since taking over of not letting a lot of things leak to the media and basically anyone around the NHL. He he usually is very reserved. He keeps to himself. I touched on this when he got hired. He is the anti-Jim Rutherford in basically every single way. You're not going to get a lot out of him. So we will see. I don't think he's stupid enough to leave Jared McCann unprotected. I'm going to touch more on that in the next segment. But again, everyone... It is blasphemy that they would actually consider leaving him unprotected. It would literally be the equivalent. I'm just, you know what? I'm going to say that. I'm going to say what I'm going to say into the next segment as a nice little tease. Uh, it just reminds me something of what a team did in the last expansion draft for Vegas, uh, and now they're still paying the price for that. So look for that coming up right after this commercial break. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So, again, you know, this leaving McCann unprotected, it would almost be the equivalent of what um, the Florida Panthers did with protecting Alex freaking Petrovich, who's not even in the NHL anymore, over Jonathan Marchessault and Riley Smith. Because... Um, if I recall correctly, both of those players are still in Vegas, and they're also playing really freaking good hockey. They're still good top six wingers. That very well could happen with McCann, and it's exactly why they cannot afford to lose him. And also, why would you not protect him? Because he can slide over and play center. I think, you know, if you want to protect the big four, obviously, you want to protect Kasperi Kapanen, that's fine. You want to protect Jeff Carter? Okay, I'll listen. But, you know... If you're going to protect Teddy Bluger over Jared McCann, that's a mistake. I mean, McCann is the better player. I think he's better at center than Bluger is, and Bluger's also 27. He's older than McCann is, and McCann is the better player in both zones. And you're going to protect him over McCann and Jeff Carter, who Seattle is probably not going to take anyway. I think Rob also reported earlier today that it sounds like they may have a little bit of a hands-off deal, like a, sh- a handshake agreement that you won't touch Jeff Carter. I don't know if that has to deal with Carter potentially thinking he would retire if Seattle would take him, but it sounds like they def- they would not take him um, from what I read. Um, but just going more off of McCann, um, again, you know, it's just it's a lot harder to replace a 25-year-old middle six player who can score at a 20-plus goal pace for $3 million than a fourth-liner for $2.5, 3000000 million. It's just like I don't understand the logic. And I'm looking at some of the more of the underlying numbers. I'm trying to find this tweet here that I had um, from this morning. I think King Clarkey either DM'd it to me or he pushed, put it on his Twitter. So just give me a sec um, on this real quick. So 
Yeah, there's literally a similarity. If you go to Hockey Viz and look at Micah Blake stuff, if you look at isolated impact for Jared McCann, plus 3% in the expected goals for per 60, a lot of red in the prime scoring areas defensively, all blue in front of the net, which is what you want. And then you compare it to Elias Peterson, who um, is arguably the best player on the Vancouver Canucks. The charts are basically identical. Minus 20 expected goals against per 60, a whole blob of blue right in the middle. But then when you go to his expected goals for per 60, plus 4%, plus 0.9 expected goals for per 60, a whole blob of red, which is what you want, right in the middle, just as it is for Jared McCann. And it's like, he he's almost and he's a mini version of Elias Peterson, except he doesn't put up as much production as him. But you never know. Heck, that could come this year if they decide to keep him. So it would just be a monumental mistake for Pittsburgh to leave McCann exposed. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. And I really hope that they would come to their senses again. Everyone, I have to stress this as well as Rob said. No one is really had a good feel as to what Ron Hextall is going to do. The list come out Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time. That is the big thing. We will see who the Penguins protect right in the mid-morning on Sunday, and hopefully it includes McCann because if it is not, Seattle literally has a layup for them right there. I mean, if McCann is available and they don't select him and they say they select him like Zucker or Aston Reese, I would be pretty stunned because that would be, I think, the steal of the expansion draft. There is no need to galaxy brain this. I don't think Seattle would take Carter. I understand protecting him, but I, I really don't think if you're you can't protect all four centers and leave McCann exposed. It's just I, I really don't understand the logic behind it. I did ask some of you to send me your protection list. I'm going to get to those right now. Actually, before we de- do get to the commercial break, let's see who I'm going to start with here. Uh, we're going to start with Alan T. Yoder for the forwards. The big four, Crosby, Malkin, Ross, Gensel. I would protect Kapanen, Bluger, McCann, slash Shanov. I'm going back and forth between them. I can see both sides of this discussion. Alan, I'm going to end that discussion for you there. It's Jared McCann and basically not close. But no, again, I understand protecting Tanev. Heck, if you wanted to protect um, Tanev over Bluger and then McCann over Carter, heck, I would get that as well. I think Josh Yoey had a really good list. Today, if I can go find that tweet that he had, his protected list was probably the best one that had Brandon Tanev on it to begin with. It would be Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, Rust, McCann, Kappen, and Tanev. Again, that's totally fine. Sure, you leave Bluger and Carter exposed, but I don't think Seattle was going to take either of them. I think the pick there is Aston Race, and you're still protecting Tanev, which a lot of people want. You're protecting the biggest five fours that you need to. Kapanen, who was really good in the playoffs, and then that last spot, it's just it's really open for a debate. Do you want to protect another center, even though Gino could be hurt, or do you want to protect Brandon Tanev, who's a little bit of a glue, a glue guy, excuse me, um, but is still a wrecking ball as well? Allen also says for the defense, Latang, Dumoulin, CC, Matheson leading towards CC. Goalie, Jari, I am high on him until he proves otherwise. I get it. You know, the goalie, Allen, I don't really care who they protect either way. Seattle is not going to take them, according to um, Elliot Freeman on the 31 Thoughts podcast. It sounds like they're leading towards Chris Drieger. So the Penguins really have nothing to worry about there. You know, whoever, whichever goalie they protect, uh, Seattle is not going to go for the other one. Um, Bella says, I would go Crosby, Malkin, Rost, Gensel, Kapanen, McCann, and Bluger, Latang, Dumoulin, and Pedersen for the defense, Jari for the goalie. I'm convinced that anyone who protects Carter or Tanev instead of McCann and Bluger 
are on drugs. Okay, so I mean, <laughs> okay, that definitely made me laugh a little bit. But yes, I mean, I think if you're protecting both Carter and Tanev, and you're not protecting over McCann and Bluger, yeah, you're definitely um, drinking a lot of Red Bulls, smoking a lot of pot. Um, that just that does not make any sense to me. She also says I could see Mat- Matheson over Pedersen, but on those super off that P.O. Joseph Marino doesn't work out. Pedersen Marino makes a better pairing than Matheson Marino. I mean, yeah, the Matheson the Matheson Marino pairing was just such a d- disaster last season. Their underlying numbers were so freaking bad. It also does not matter whichever d- third defenseman they protect. I think CC could be the right call because, as Taylor Haas says, a lot of what Vegas did in the last expansion draft. They took a lot of UFAs because they figured they could just sign them and then dump them at the deadline because they thought they were going to be bad. Obviously, that didn't work out, but still, you know, that was their logic going into it. I could see Ron Francis having that same train of thought as George McPhee did. I'm looking uh, else to see what other ones people have. Um, Gilbert says, you know, the big four, Kapanen with McCann and Bluegard, Latang, Dumoulin, Matheson, because they won't take his contract. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, the third the third defenseman who really gives a shit, and then he has Casey DeSmith um, as his goalie that they should protect. So a lot of pretty good ones. I think the one that I lean most towards is probably closer to Bella's. Um, I think the forwards, absolutely. I think I would protect all those forwards, um, in my opinion. I would have Bluger and McCann over Carter and Tanev. Pedersen on the defense. I think I'm starting to lean towards protecting CeCe over him just because um, Seattle can take uh, CeCe in expansion if they leave him unprotected. But again, I don't think Pittsburgh is going to be able to re-sign CeCe um, even if he wasn't protected. And then Jari, you know, I'm leaning towards protecting DeSmith. I don't really care either way, but that's just my opinion on that. Thank you all so much for sending those in. Again, my final protected, protecting list, excuse me, and my predictions for Sunday, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Brian Rust, Jake Gensel, Kasperi Kapanen, Jared McCann, and Teddy Bluger. Those are my seven forwards that I think they'll protect on defense. Chris Letang, Brian Dumoulin, Cody Ceci, I have landed on that. And then for um, goalie, I have them protecting Casey DeSmith over Tristan Jarrett. So those are my thoughts on that. Let me know what you all think um, on the Locked on Penguins Twitter or on my Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. Follow both of those accounts to stay up to date on the latest Penguins news. We still have a little more to get to in the last segment going around the league a little bit. But before we do that, it's time to talk about Bilt Bar. They have many delicious flavors. There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the flavors well, of course, you are missing out with German chocolate, cookies and cream, orange, strawberry, salted caramel, etc. Um, if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of them have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. You can go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. There really was not much movement around the league today except Steve Iserman um, helping Lou Lamorello out um, for whatever reason. Um, so the Islanders traded Nick Letty, who had been there. How long has he been there? I think it was, what, five, six years at least um, for a second-round pick. 
and Richard Ponick, who, of course, on the Red Wings got in the Jacob Vrana trade when they sent Anthony Mantha to Washington. Um, I did not expect this day to see Steve Iserman of all GMs getting ripped off by Lou Lamorello. I really don't get that trade for the the Red Wings, excuse me. I guess they could maybe flip him at the deadline, but, I mean, you're just helping Lou Lamorello out for getting into salary cap hell for the sake of helping him out. I mean, it's the old boys club again. Really don't understand it. I think that was it for the main movement around the league today. I will say this. Um, I know there's been a lot of reports that the Penguins have been linked to Zach Hyman. I'm going to touch on that a little bit here before I end this episode. I think Zach Hyman's a really good player. I think he would be a great fit on the Penguins, but I was listening to Elliot Friedman's 31 Thoughts podcast this morning, and he said, in case you all did not hear it, this, is, this contract will probably spook all of you away. He thinks the contract will be seven times six. So in other words, seven years, six million per, or in another term, seven years, $42 million. The Penguins cannot do that. They don't have the space to do it, nor should they create the space to do that. Again, I love Hyman. I think he's a good player, but you cannot sign him to a seven to eight year term, especially when that's going to take him well into his 30s. And that kind of player drops off really quickly. Anyone who is going to be signing him to that kind of contract is making a gigantic mistake. If it were a lot cheaper and they say they could do maybe a little bit of a longer term with a less AAV, maybe I'd be open to it. Or honestly, a little bit of a lower term but higher AAV, I think I'd be down with that as well. But with a lot of term and a lot of an AAV, Pittsburgh just can't do that, nor should they do that. that that's just – they're not going to be able – to outbid teams like Edmonton, who it sounds like is a clear front runner for him. Ken Holland will always want to overpay a player like that. Vancouver, it sounds like, is interested. Um, I'm sure Calgary's in there too. They want to shake up their roster a little bit as well. So it's just it, Pittsburgh cannot and should not do that. Um, there really, again, there really wasn't a lot of big rumors swirling today. Um, but I'm sure these next couple days are going to be pretty hectic. Again, everyone, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I really appreciate it. And we'll do another one of these on Monday. I will tweet out my thoughts on Sunday when I see the protected lists. And hopefully Ron Hextall comes to his senses and protects Jared McCann. I don't think he's that stupid to leave McCann unprotected. And again, everyone, the situation is so fluid and Hextall has not let anything leak. So who knows what he's actually planning going into this weekend. I'm not going to panic just yet. I'm a little bit worried right now, but not as worried as I'll be if I see that McCann is left unprotected for the expansion draft. But again, thank you all so much for listening to this episode and continuing to support the podcast. I know the content has been a little bit dry just because, you know, the Penguin season has been over for six weeks, but with silly season really ramping up, keep it right here on Locked on Penguins. I have a couple big things, I think, coming in the store. I think I'm going to put something on a YouTube channel tomorrow with my buddy for about 15 to 20 minutes going over a full preview of the expansion draft and what could happen with the Penguins. So look for that there on my YouTube channel. I'm going to tweet that out on both the Locked on Penguins Twitter account and on my Twitter account at Hunter Hoodies. Again, thank you all so much for listening, and I hope you all have a wonderful weekend.